Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Breakers time. We're going to talk to Derek Rucker shortly. They had to beat the Bullets to finish in P2. That's a that's a uh, motorsport term. Position 2. Uh, have a listen to this and we'll get some post-match reaction. Lost their last five overtime games. Amazing. Here's Sobey. Well, good hands there from Abercrombie. Stolen away from Sobey. And now the New Zealand Breakers have got it where they want it. When the game is on the line, your veteran and your leader comes up clutch to give you second spot on the ladder. Breakers by five and they are going to climb to second on the ladder for the first time in eight years the New Zealand Breakers are having a semi-final home court advantage. They've survived overtime here against the Brisbane Bullets and prevailed by five. It's full time in Brisbane. New Zealand 80, Brisbane 75. There's been so many people reaching out to me over the you know the last couple of weeks. People you know getting back on the breakers bandwagon and enjoying what we're doing and how we're playing and people in the street, neighbors coming up and just saying how much they are enjoying what we're doing and how we're playing, especially how we're playing. Um, and that's just been music to my ears to, to know that the vision that Modi and we all had coming into the season to, to reconnect with New Zealand and um, be a team that they can be proud of. Um, you know, that's where the, the real satisfaction comes in and obviously collecting second place to, to cap that off um, is, is an awesome feeling. In the core of it, what got into it is me being blessed and having an incredible group of people around me, from coaching staff to players who care about all the right things, who bought into everything you wanted to do, who give it everything they got every moment. And when those things happen, then good things come. I think you could see how much it meant at the end of that game and, and how much we we wanted it. Um, it it's, it's huge for us, absolutely huge to, I guess, complete from the regular season, complete that, that turnaround and, and finish in second place and secure home court advantage is, um, it's just absolutely massive. It, it, it means a, a huge amount to all of us. Second place is awesome, man. We talked about this today in the morning. I brought to the coaching staff the predictions of everybody before the season. They were supposed to be champions, and we were supposed to be going home. So to come here and win in this way, a tough, hard-fought game after a tough stretch, couldn't be happier, couldn't be prouder. Motomoyor, I, I like his style. you got to like his style at 12.33 here on SEN and SENZ. Uh, Derek Rucker joins us right now. You like Motomoyor, Derek? Do you, do you think this is a coach of the year candidate, bar none? I really do like him. I like the way he manages his team. I like the way he prepares them. I like the way uh, he addresses them. And, and obviously, the strategy that he brings to the table is very good. Um, I, I had Adam Ford as my coach of the year, but I think after being around that team, uh, around the Breakers for 
uh, two games in the past couple of weeks. I'm probably leaning towards Modi a bit more now. I don't have a vote or anything, but I would probably, uh, I think my vote would have swung to Modi Mayor. You see, this is a guy that was in uh, within within the group last year. They were running around about five and twenty-three, basically dead mm-hmm. last. Turning turning a team around is something special. Yes, they're back at home. That's that's a, a big plus. But you've got to have guys playing for you. What do you see in Modi Mayor that's going to make the difference come finals time? I think he's very direct, um, and I think he has he has the trust of the group. And, you know, I spend a lot of time reading the body language and, and the team collective body language and timeouts and so forth and the way players react to him, the way players uh, interact with each other when he isn't watching. You know, all of those things are vital to a team's success. And I believe that all those signs are r- very positive and they're uh, things that lead to success. And, yeah. Being at home, having a regular uh, home away season has, has assisted them tremendously. But they got their import selections right. Um, they have had relatively good health. And the rise of Will McDowell White under Modi's direction has been massive. And uh, like, I, like I've said, I think that Will is the second best point guard in the competition. And when you have a leader like that, that gives you a really good chance historically in this competition to win the championship. Do you think that was the quiet work in progress that no one saw coming? Possibly. Um, And I guess up here, seeing that White is from Brisbane, I mean, that's a huge, huge miss by the Brisbane Bullets not to have secured his services when uh, when he was out on the market. And uh, now I just could not see the breakers relinquishing him. And they have, you know, they have Isaiah Leafa, who's very good. And then they've got Barry Brown Jr. They have really, really good guards and guys that can hurt you in three different ways. You've always got to find one person, though, don't you? You can have your group around you, but you've got to find that one individual that is your X factor. For you and the breakers going forward into the final series, who is that? I think it's Barry Brown Jr. He's the one that can electrify. He can change games in a matter of minutes. Um, his health is imperative, and we saw what the we saw what his absence did the other night uh, here in Brisbane. And when he's out there, I think they they could be unbeatable um, in this play-in tournament. It's just a matter of how how healthy he can get himself in the next where they got nine to ten days off. Mm-hmm. Um, can he get healthy and can he get his rhythm and his touch and all that stuff back quickly? And if he can do that and everyone else is able to maintain good health, then uh, they're, they're in solid shape. That's a major call, though, because you used the word unbeatable when you've got the likes of the Kings hanging around. Well, I really haven't liked what I've seen out of the Kings the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, they, they didn't look great against Adelaide. And yesterday, losing that game in that fashion... I, I never would have predicted that Perth would beat them by 11 plus. Now I know they weren't; they didn't have all their horses again. They didn't have Derek Walton Jr. But you know, I thought that they would have put up a better fight. And whereas the Breakers may benefit from this little break, I don't know if the Kings will. I think they need to be playing and finding some rhythm. So I would be surprised if there's some scratch matches um, lined up by Chase Buford to try and find them. You know, just find some flow and some confidence again as a unit you mentioned perth though they're, they're in sudden death but they get they get the win does that give you confidence they they can do phoenix that's a tough one that's that's a real that man this is so interesting this play in tournament one of the best initiatives 
in the NBL in, in years. Uh, yesterday was just so fascinating. Um, I, I don't know about Perth. It's, it's so close. And, you know, they look so hapless um, in the second to last game uh, of the season. And then to come out yesterday and really put it together, it's like, which one, is, which one are we going to see <laughs> on Thursday night, you know? Um, I anticipate one thing for sure. Bryce Cotton will not go one for 19 or one for 20. He won't do that again. So in that respect, I imagine Perth would be a lot tougher to beat. But Southeast Melbourne are healthy. And oof, that's a tough one. That might be the toughest game to predict all season. Yeah, but you make a really good point because you also mentioned the, the word healthy when it came to Barry Brown Jr. And in many, many sports, you you know, you living in Australia, mm. you see with AFL and the NRL, if you've got a healthy roster, that goes yeah. 80% of the way to everything yep. going your way. Yep. Uh, you know, if you can get, you know, you get 90 to 95% uh, of your health right, and you get 80 to 85% of your confidence right, and then you get 90% buy-in, mm-hmm. you're, you're in really good shape. Can you tell me why, in the space of two seasons, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, this new kid on the block, are such a force? They know who they are. They know exactly who they are. The coach knows who he is, not only as a basketball, po- uh, as a basketball coach, but as a human, he knows exactly who he is, and that creates a strong identity within that group. Do they look any different li- than last year? They have they have different pieces, they have different men out there, but in terms of you know as a group, Jesus, they play almost the same way. And like I really respect that. I think that's another key to a team success is your identity. Do you know who you are? I think Cans have a great identity. I think the Breakers now have a great identity. You look at Adelaide, like what what are they? They were just this team that likes to score points, but that wasn't who they were earlier in the season. Brisbane, no real identity. I don't know what they are. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's, man, that's a, that's a huge thing as far as I'm concerned. If I was starting a franchise, I'd want to clearly define what we're about on the court and also off the court, yeah, yeah. but mostly on the court. How yeah, do we play? That's in, that's interesting because I was going to go down the path of the, the, the a, a, fra- a word that I don't really like using because it's used too often too soon is culture. This is the off the yeah. court. This is the off the court thing. So, but how do you build for instance like the Jack Jumpers straight away a culture inside two seasons that has you has you all over everybody? Well, I think it comes primarily from your coach. Your coach is a great creator of all of that stuff, but it can also come from your ownership group or your front office. There needs to be somebody in there with basketball intelligence and savvy, um, strong character, and intel- and uh, a, a real ability to lead. And I think the Jack Jumpers have that in Scott Roth. Like, and, he, and it matters to him, man. Like, it matters to him when they do something well. You can see he's not holding back. He's not fake. That's who that guy is, and you see it in his players. You know, Jack McVeigh, a real enthusiastic, extroverted guy who goes out there and gives you everything he has. Josh Majette, another perfect guy. Although I haven't loved Josh's season, at the end of the day, he again has led his team to a top-four finish. They're not the most talented team. Their talent is nothing compared to the Breakers. Yeah, but they just know, and you, to use your words, they just know who they are. Cairns, Tasmania. You say they've both got it right on and off court. Who wins? <laughs> that's two Jeez. That's two in a row. You can't pick them. I know. Them. I, I, I may have lied. I may have <laughs> lied before when I said this. Uh, the, the Perth game was the toughest to pick. 
Whoo! I'm gonna have to go just with the athleticism and the length of the tie pants, but I could, you know, I could be 100% incorrect. Okay, well, look, look, it's okay to sit on the fence. There's no, there's no, there's no shame in that. But who wins the whole, the whole show? I think, I think New Zealand, and I'm not being biased here because I know this is going right throughout New Zealand, but uh, I think New Zealand are going to get it. They and they, they, I, they I face think, the Kings. They face tough. the Kings or who? Ooh, well, yeah, right. Yes, yes, that's what I. So I said that about a week ago. I think that for the Taipans to beat the Kings, they need a Keanu Pender. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Pender. I think Pender is the guy that gives Cooks problems, and I think Cooks can have his way with the Taipans without Pender. Okay, there's one final thought. The, yeah. the breakers aren't perfect right now. You know, they have quarters where they drop off. Is that one area you want to see them get on straight away? Yeah, I wasn't too happy. I wasn't really enthused with the way they played those final two games. But the bottom line is they won them. Yes. And, yes. It's that you simple, know, isn't it, Derek? The, yeah. yeah, they were on the road. They faced teams in their final games. Illawarra had absolutely nothing to lose. They were trying to send their fans. Everybody's trying to please their fans and do all that corporate stuff to make sure ticket sales that you leave a good taste in everyone's mouth. That's what these final games are about from these losing teams. Brisbane, there wasn't an empty seat. It was burning up in here. It was burning up in that stadium. It was so hot and it was packed and people were going nuts. And Brisbane got out to that nice lead and the place was jumping. And, you know, New Zealand showed the resolve. And won that game. They had no right to win that game, and, and that matters. And, and that's what that's what makes championship teams. Derek Rucker, uh, you are more than welcome to come back and talk about the breakers in basketball anytime here on SEN or SENZ. Okay, buddy.